0: Hello, everybody,
1: and welcome to the first episode of the Unending Rebuild, episode one here, exciting stuff. My name is Will Kies. Joining me, we got Jared Perlman and Josh Lee. Guys, say hello.
0: Hey, thanks for kicking us off, guys. Uh, this is Jared. Most of the guys call me Perlman, but I'm excited to get started.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, what's good, guys? Uh, this is Josh Lee. Um I'm super excited to to kick this thing off. So let's get into it. Talk awesome. some dynasty. So
1: we're talk about some dynasty fantasy football. Getting started here with some news
2: and notes uh,
1: from around the league. Uh,
2: oh yo, yo, yeah, 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 yeah. Let me let me kick us off with uh, this Camara news that just that just. Oh yeah, that was
1: just tonight, right? Yeah.
2: yeah. So I saw a sleeper notification that the Camara camp expects a six-week suspension. Um, I've been following this guy on Twitter named Dave Davenport. He's, uh, he's a lawyer. So he's like very connected in like the entire legal process. And what he was saying is there might be a video that is, hasn't been released to the public. So this is kind of like a TBD kind of thing. But the rumor is that, yeah, the rumor is that Kamara beats the shit out of the dude while he's on the ground. He punches them eight times oh um so if that video like no more than
1: four that's the rule
2: (laughs) if that video goes public i kind of expect the suspension to be longer but since it's kind of behind the scenes and it's all just talk right now um
0: yeah we'll see
2: if you you know if the video video comes out
0: Yeah, that's all that really matters. You know, a lot of a lot of the NFL uh, reaction comes after the video comes out, so I could see as little as two games, uh, and then if the video comes out, you know, maybe eight, ten, even more. It sounds like it could be pretty bad. But so, oof. if this video
1: does come out, let's say he gets about six games minimum. Who are we looking at here to uh, to fill in his uh, big shoes? I mean, they got Mark Ingram, who's I don't know. How old is he now, like 32 or so? And then we got Abram Smith, 35. who some people are talking about. Anyone else we're interested in or thinking about who's going to take over that role?
2: I mean, I like Abram Smith. I mean, he's an undrafted free agent. I saw a few Twitter threads saying, like, he's actually the highest paid undrafted free agent in terms of guaranteed money. I think he's getting, like, 700 k guaranteed. Uh, so they like him. Yeah, um, they like him. Um So he has the highest guaranteed money out of any free agent. So, like, I know he was pretty good at Baylor. Um, I've watched a little Mm -hmm. bit of film. Like, he looks decent. So, like, it'd be interesting to see what, like, if he's got any juice. And uh, like Tony Jones, like that dude. Oh no, he was good. Like a week last year. He was. What are you talking about? He was
0: good. No, he wasn't. Uh That's crazy. He got hurt. He he was actually a good running back.
1: Yes. Are you kidding? Well, that's thirteen for twenty yards stat line he had. <laughs> yeah. oh I'd rather have Tony that's Jones. than good. Abram Smith, I mean. Uh, I started. Wise. I started Tony Jones that week. I'm well, I, did Jones. I did too. I did too. He
2: got me two points. He, also, you guys got burned one week. Roll. He got, got, he got the, roll. Got the Cal
0: Cal roll. I mean, no, well, I, I would be surprised no if uh, in the beginning of the year, though. Anyway, Mark Ingram doesn't just take the majority of the touches. He uh, should. He
1: should. I, I bet they trade for someone. I'm looking at Kenyon Drake. I'm looking at Kareem Hunt. If one of them gets cut, if one of them gets moved,
2: I bet they would bite. I don't think Kenyon Drake. I, the the Vegas so? they like they like Kenyon Drake, and I I've heard some rumors You're that white, Josh uh. McDaniels like likes Kenyon Drake. Yeah, Drake's not getting cut. He's not he's not going to like lean on Josh Jacobs as the workhorse. I really like Josh Jacobs personally, so like I keep drafting him in fantasy. He's falling in like the sixth or seventh round. Like that's. In my opinion, way too late for a guy like Josh Jacobs. But um, yeah, I've been hearing that they're not going to—they're going to use more of a committee approach, and Kenny Drake will be a big part of that.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, I definitely think the Saints want to bring somebody in. They had David Johnson in recently, so uh, we'll see. They'll—they'll they'll try to sign somebody else, I'm sure. But uh, right now, uh, Mark Ingram looks like he would step into that role if—if if it did happen, and if—if is if suspended. Uh, later rather than sooner you know they may not have time to go get a marquee free agent and might have to roll with ingram so
2: who's the top free agent running back in the market right now do you guys know cool. up.
0: david johnson what do you uh, mean is,
2: is it just david johnson he's, oh yeah he's, they like, did, he's like 30 they did, they work him out uh devontae Freeman. you know he's they, they old know. guys yeah Le'Veon's a free agent right
0: yep he's, a running running he's pretty
2: dusty though yeah <laughs> <He's pretty laughs> i dusty.
1: wouldn't dare oh Moving on to the other big news of the week, we've got Gronk's retirement. Do we think he's actually retired? Is he coming back week 16?
0: I'll, I'll tell what you what, about I'm not dropping him. I'd pick up <laughs> yeah. Cameron Bray if he's Don't there, drop Gronk. but I'm not yeah. dropping Gronk. You know, He he announced his retirement. I'll give him a year. I maybe might drop him in the next offseason. If he hasn't came back by next year, start of the season, of course I'm dropping him. But... I think I keep him the whole year. Uh, I mean, he's a he's a top five player when he's out there in the at the position. So uh, who knows? We'll see. Brady's still playing, and Gronk loves to play with Brady. So, what do we think the, about we, the
1: Brate versus Cade Otten thing? Do we think Cade Otten's anything? Do you think Brate's the man? Do you think Brate's even worthwhile?
0: Um, I, I for year one, I mean, I think Brate is the is the guy. Brate has you know he's shown that. He can play. He's a good blocker, and uh, Brady trusts him. He gives him targets when other guys are out, and you know they're they're going to need people, especially in the beginning of the year with Godwin still hurt, um, possibly not starting at the beginning of the year. I think Brate is the guy for for this year, and uh, you know K. Doten with his athleticism, he may take over, but uh, I think I think that might be, happen a lot later than people might want.
2: Yeah, it takes a long time for tight ends to develop and break out too. Um, they typically don't break out until their third or fourth season unless they're like really special. Um, I don't know too much about Kate Otten from his college production. Um, I've seen like a few tweets here and there in terms of like, he's an athletic guy. He has good hands. Um, But I don't know too much outside of that. Like, and Cameron great. He's got a tight end one season already under his belt. Um, So I think that he'll be the guy this year, but I think Gronk comes back there. There was that tweet, like where Gronk said, if, Brady gives him the call Mm. that he might think about it.
0: And then Brady had that, like that one meme. (laughs) Yeah, So like,
1: he just doesn't want to destroy his body anymore.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's been his thing for the last five years or so. I mean, that's why he retired (laughs) for two seasons and, you know, uh, but I think this is, I I wouldn't expect him to play more than this year um, or maybe one more season. is what I should say. Uh, And Brady's still there right now. And he said, he only wants to play with Brady. So uh, I think, I, I could see it happening one more year and then then him calling it quits. But I expect him to come back. Brady's still there. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I hope he comes back week 18 uh, <laughs> following our
1: uh, championship. Just because that'll be fun. Uh,
0: <laughs> no. But,
1: yeah, y'all want to move into the main section we're going to talk about today, some
0: buys and sells for each position group. Yeah. It. So buy and cool. sell for every single position, Kai's. I want you to start this one out. Uh, I guess you cool. can pick the position. You can pick whether you want to buy or sell. But uh, let's have you start it off. Yeah,
1: I'll start with my quarterback buy. Uh, I think this guy's going around. Let's see here. Let's pull up some
2: sort here, of. I, I, I'm in. I'm in a uh, a startup right now. So.
1: Let me All right. <laughs> Josh, always <laughs> always drafting.
2: <laughs> always drafting. It's my favorite, right, so... favorite part about fantasy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Gotta love the draft. Yeah. I agree.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, so the guy I'm going
2: with right now is
1: quarterback 16 on fantasy pros, if we're looking at that. I'm going with Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr is a really, really solid buy right now. Uh, I mean, just the talent around him. You got Waller, you got Renford, you add Adams. I mean, he's got solid running back committee. He's got Josh McDaniel teaming guys open. I, I, I really just think that Derek Carr is a really great buy right now. He's, I think he's 31, so you could easily get another seven, eight, nine years out of him. And they seem committed to him, but the talent they're surrounding him with. And one thing that I like a lot is the general talent in the AFC West too. They're gonna to have to throw the hell out of the ball. We are gonna have to throw it all the time. They're gonna to have to move quick to keep up with those high-powered offices. So that's where I'm going with Derek Carr
2: for my buy. What do y'all think? Yeah, Josh McDaniels too. I hey, I I'm a big fan of the Derek Carr pick in my latest startup. He went at 401. Oh, wow. Um, he went ahead wow. of the likes of Deshaun, Matt Jones, Tua, Aaron Rodgers, Brady, Zach Wilson, Kirk Cousins. Wow. Um, so he's Kind mm-hmm. of his value has definitely been pushed up because of yeah. the talent that's surrounding him. I have question marks in terms of the true, like, fantasy upside that he offers while he is in a great offense. Um, he's never broken that QB1 threshold. He has finished as QB12 back in 2016, but even in that season, he only put up 324 fantasy points. Um, so his maximum fantasy output in his career is 328 fantasy points, whereas last season, Matthew Stafford was the QB five and he put up 408. So like, that's like a pretty big jump for Derek Carr to be making. So because he's not a mobile guy, he's, he's not going to give you the rushing upside on the ground. Um, I think he would have to take like a really significant jump into the next tier of quarterbacks in order to return value at 401. Um, so I have question marks, but I do I do like him this year. I think that the the talent surrounding him is going to elevate his game. And Josh McDaniels coming in will definitely – he's he's going to throw the ball a ton. Um, does he finish as a top six quarterback? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I would put him more in that like eight,
2: nine range maybe.
1: Uh, I have faith in his ability. I don't think he's drastically improved or anything. I just think adding – uh, someone like Devontae Adams really helps him. And someone that can just get open all the time alongside Renfro and alongside Waller. I think that's just a really good combination for him to add those fantasy
0: points, even without that multiple side to his game. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Renfro coming into it, uh, what, it's fourth year now, right? Yeah, uh, fourth year. Yeah, I mean, he's just going to, he should keep getting better. Waller going to be healthy and. Uh, you know, you add the best receiver in the league, maybe number two, but uh, I mean, Derek has a real chance to return at least top ten value coming in at sixteen right now in Fantasy Pros. So uh, I I would expect him to be at the lower end of the top tier one uh, or the QB one threshold, but uh, definitely be able to return value at sixteen. But uh, four hundred one might be a little bit rich for my blood too, uh, if you really do have to reach for him at the top of the fourth round. So. Um, yeah, well, there are a
1: couple names you
0: mentioned in there that I probably would have taken over.
1: But, uh, all right. So, uh, Josh, you want to go into uh, your buy for quarterback?
2: Yeah. My quarterback buy is Tua Viola. Wow. I am. You bought fan. him yesterday. <laughs> I, I did buy him yesterday. I bought him yesterday for the 106 <laughs> in the 2022 rookie draft. I mean.
1: I like it. That's, that's think, great. That's
2: great. I think that's amazing value. Um. So let me give let me give you some stats on Tua because we know he just added Tyreek. We know, um, what's the coach from San Francisco that just came over and just took over the head coaching job in Miami? Yes, yes. Um. What's his first name?
1: Josh. It's no, not Josh. not Josh. No, Mike McDaniel isn't it? Mike oh, McDaniel. yeah, yeah, that's Mike. it,
2: Mike McDaniel. Yeah. Okay, so Mike McDaniel, like he's been a part of a good offense. He's far, he's part of the Kyle Shanahan coaching tree. Tank for Tua was literally a, a hashtag, what, like, is that four years ago? Back when he was, like, lighting it up in at Alabama. Mm-hmm. From, like, a, a college historical perspective, out of all of the quarterbacks to ever play in college, Tua has the 94th percentile QBR, the 98th percentile yards per attempt. He led Alabama to a national championship. He gets hurt, and suddenly everyone thinks he's bad at football. I'm not buying it. Last season, Tua was the number one deep ball passer in the league. In the entire NFL, he had a 50% deep ball completion. And who is his his, mm. his deep threat? Mm. Devontae Parker, Jakeem Grant. I mean, there's so many videos of Tua just laying out absolute beauties, and Jakeem Grant just lets it slip right through his fingers. <laughs> and he adds probably the best deep ball threat in the league, in Tyreek Hill. I'm all in on the Tua train. I'm back in on tank for Tua. Like this guy is going to <laughs> light it up. He just went in the in my last draft. Uh in this last startup he went at 504 um, after Mac Jones, after Deshaun Watson, after Derek Carr, after Justin Fields, after Trevor Lawrence. Wow. So like I'm I'm on the the Tua train. Last season he was the number three accurate passer and he was the number one quarterback in the entire NFL in red zone accuracy, completing 64% of his passes in the red zone. That's huge. He adds Teron Armstead into his offensive line. He gets more time for those deep
0: balls. I'm all in on Tua the season as a QB1. I love Tua. I mean, Tua, I could not be a bigger fan. Uh, I can't believe some of those names you just listed off that went before him. But I'm excited for Tua this year. Obviously getting Tyreek. Uh, Going to have a, a big chance to explode. Um, just like your pick, Kai's uh, loading up in weapons this year. Both have a big chance to finish a lot better than uh, than their rankings, I think. Yeah, for me, is an, an odd one. I feel like
1: I, I like getting him from 106. I think that's a steal. Off the bat, I think that's a steal. Uh, Any starting quarterback that's his age with that draft pedigree who's shown some sort of promise, and 106 is amazing. I'm not sure I'm quite as high on him just because from an organizational standpoint, I'm not terribly sure how committed they are to him. Granted, they did just add a big weapon with Hill, so I wouldn't pay a whole lot for him just because of that uncertainty. Um, But 106, 100%.
2: Would you take him at five hundred four in a startup? Um, after those, oh I mean, yeah,
1: after those guys, yeah, after those players you named have already gone. Definitely, yeah, I think that's definitely good value. I mean, he's gonna, you know, probably rack up way more points than he should too. I mean, he's, he's getting the ball to waddle, and then Hill is probably the best uh, uh, yak guy in the league. So, I uh, I think that'll definitely add to his
2: point, too. So yeah, Carlos, like you, you seem a little bit lower than Perlman and I on Tua. Let me ask you this. So, the guy, the quarterbacks that went after Tua in this dynasty startup were Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Zach Wilson, Kirk Cousins. Do you take any of those guys over Tua?
1: I think I would think about Wilson because, you know, I'm a Zach Wilson guy. I like the arm.
2: Yeah, I know.
0: But,
1: I mean, Tua's shown more. So, I don't hate taking Tua first. Honestly, Kirk Cousins, I would I would be more willing to take over uh, Zach Wilson and Tua. Despite the age, I think Kirk Cousins is a solid uh, fans quarterback. Put up numbers last year. Got Jefferson. Feeling still good. I, I still like Kirk.
2: Yeah, Kirk's uh, a big value for me. I think. Oh, sorry, problem. Go ahead.
0: I, I mean, yeah, whatever. Uh, I like Kirk. I mean, I think he's a definitely undervalued quarterback because of his age. But uh, I, I do think that the age difference is enough that I mean, two has only been a yeah. league a couple years. I, I can't. I can't take Kirk. Uh, there, there's no way uh, his his ceiling is established. Uh, he's had the best. Maybe the best receiver in the league, a top three receiver in the league for the past couple of years. Uh not to say that JJ couldn't keep getting better, but uh how much can that really affect Kirk? How how high mm-hmm. is his ceiling? Um, I don't know. Uh I think Tua has that chance to really jump and show uh superstar capabilities this year, but we'll see. Yep, took the words right out of my
2: mouth, Roman.
0: All right. Tua well, is
2: nine years younger than Kirk. 30.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, if you look at it, though, Kirk was quarterback 11 last year, 11, 19, 13, 6, 5, 10. So, I mean, he's definitely put up those QB1 mm-hmm. numbers pretty consistently, and I don't know. I guess it depends how your team's looking. If your team's looking younger to if your team's looking like you could win ship, Kirk.
0: I, I expect him to put up pretty comparable numbers this year. I, I think that... Uh... I don't think Kirk could drastically outscore Tua this year, barring injury, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, Tua, like Josh said, is a very accurate passer. He clearly doesn't have that arm strength that some of these top guys have, but uh, his accuracy and is very impressive. And Tyreek said it himself; uh, he's excited to see it. And you know, if you can hit some of these speed guys like him and Waddle just in stride, then you know there's a lot that they can do with the ball in their hands.
2: I, I saw a funny tweet because um, they interviewed Tyreek and they asked him and Tyreek said uh, he thinks that Tua is a more accurate passer than Patrick Mahomes. And then there's like a snippet of Tyreek being interviewed when Mahomes was, like, was entered the league and was his quarterback. He said he thought Pat Mahomes is trash. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a stark difference. So hopefully um, that's not... <laughs> he's just a product of Tyreek Hill. <laughs>
1: All right, well, that's uh, enough to a talk uh, from the Tua non-supporters we got on the, <laughs> on the podcast. But, uh,
0: all right, uh, Jared, you want to go ahead with your yeah, quarterback by? My quarterback by the number nine quarterback in the league last year, currently going as the number 11 quarterback, according to Fantasy Pro's dynasty rankings, is Jalen Hurts um Jalen like the other guys has just upgraded with one of the best receivers in the league um he last year the Eagles finally got it right and drafted Devontae Smith a Heisman winner and now they come back and trade their 18th overall pick to the Titans and hit another winner in AJ Brown um although AJ hasn't been able to finish with uh, over about 1150 yards because of injuries, uh, he's clearly a dominant alpha receiver. Uh, his and he's going to pair well with Devontae on the outside, and I'm excited to see what Jalen can do with his arm. Uh, he improved his passer or his passing percentage, his accuracy to 62% last year. Um, he started off pretty pretty low at a 52% completion percentage, but um, he's getting better. He's working on his uh, his ability to throw the ball and he's rushing 9.3 times a game last year. That's Lamar Jackson numbers. That's that's video game numbers, as they say. I mean, the, we all know the rushing totals are exactly uh, what you need to put yourself over the edge as a top quarterback. And uh, he proved it last year in his second year that he could be a top 10 quarterback overall um coming into his third year upgrading at his number one receiver um and his number two just getting better uh having more time in the league taking more reps and hopefully putting on a little weight and uh and you can see that jalen hurts um in his third year has a real chance to be a top five fantasy quarterback um and you know show that he's a long-term starter in the league
2: yeah Yeah, I, I, i i
1: like that pick i uh I mean, I think it's a bit risky uh, given, again, his well-documented problems with his arm strength. Uh, I think this is a real make it, break it year for him. Uh, they went out there. They got A.J. Brown. They already have Devontae, like you said. Mm-hmm. Dallas Goddard also, I think, is a really good player. And he does have that running Absolutely. game. Just, and he seems like he can be that leadership-type player that you'd want to build your team around, just upon his just his personality and qualities. But does he have the arm strength? I think this is the year they're gonna to have to find out and really decide if they want to actually commit to him moving forward. But right now, it seems like they're going in the right direction. Yeah, I'm,
2: am, I'm am right there with you, Pro uh, I'm a big fan of Jalen Hurts um, in Dynasty and in Redraft. I like him in both settings. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at some stats right here. He actually love him in had, redraft, Yeah. I have, he had the number one fantasy points per dropback out of any quarterback, the number six fantasy points per game at 21.4. He actually had the fifth most expected fantasy points per game, which is actually a pretty good indicator for um, production in the next season. And his rushing is insane. He literally looks like a running back. He had the number one amount of carries out of any quarterback at 140. He had the number two red zone carries at 31. He had the number one rushing yards at almost 800 yards, and he had the number one rushing touchdowns at 10 rushing touchdowns a game. That is like, that's Cam Newton numbers. Um, So he actually, I bet you Jalen Hurts has a similar career arc to Cam Newton, where he explodes at the beginning, end of his career, maybe even has an MVP season. I actually love Jalen Hurts this year. Um, I think that he's going to take a real step forward in terms of his uh, passing efficiency, because last year he wasn't very great. Um, his true passer rating and QBR both rank outside the top uh, half of quarterbacks, so he would basically be a below average quarterback in terms of his passing stats. But in terms of him being a fantasy asset, he gives you that Konami code quarterback that's like going to give you like push you over the top. And like he kind of reminds me of uh, Dak in his first few seasons, where he, Jalen Hurts would go into the fourth quarter having like five fantasy points. And in the fourth quarter in garbage time, he would just yeah. go off and then finish the game with like I was thirty fantasy about points a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> so um... those soft zone defenses, he just scrambled for ten yards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But I actually don't think he's going to get those those points this year because I think the Eagles are going to win a lot of games this year.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I think we'll we'll see. The Eagles have a um, a pretty easy schedule this year too. And I mean, all those things you said, he obviously wasn't the best passer um, in the league last year, you know, bottom half of the league, but uh, those are all things, you know, he can work on that. Uh, His arm strength, it's not the best, but we just talked about Tua and some other guys who uh, don't have the biggest arms, but you can make that work. Um, uh, Clearly, there's no risk at all. I believe in a redraft format, I mean, he has the weapons, he has the talent, rushing ability to absolutely get it done this year, be a top five, at least top 10 quarterback. And Dynasty, he obviously has to prove it to the organization, um, but I think they, they're they putting all the, uh, all the marbles in for him this year, and if he can take a little bit of a step forward, uh, I think Cam Newton's career arc is a, a perfect comparison with that rushing ability, his ability to get into the end zone. Um, and he may not have a, a 20 year career, but a solid 10 years of strong fantasy production with his running uh, is an absolutely uh, plausible scenario for him.
2: Perlman, let me pose a question to you. So, you're definitely higher than the average fantasy player on Jalen Hurts based off everything you've said. In my latest startup draft, he went at 112. He went, oh. so the quarterbacks drafted before him were Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert. Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Kyler, Dak. Jalen Hurts went before Matt Stafford, Russell Wilson,
0: Trey Lance. How do you feel about that? Would you take him there? So he is uh, ranked behind all of those guys that you you just listed on Fantasy Pros. So, of course, you know, you'd prefer to get him at ADP. Uh, 112 is a bit high. I I would not reach for uh, for him in the first round. If I could get him middle of the second round, Uh, uh, still above those guys, I would, I would take him above all those guys. Um, Russ, Lance, uh, Lance is a similar, uh, type player. He obviously has much more of an arm strength, um, a much stronger arm than Jalen Hurts. Um, but he's a risk, uh, we haven't seen it. And, you know, all things out of the camp are, (laughs) they're, they're they're all mixed signals and we don't get a lot. So I would be very risky. Um, I'm, I'm more risk averse on Trey Lance than I am Jalen Hurts. Um, and yeah, I, I would take him about mid-second round. Is about where I'd see my I could see myself uh, put it taking him off the board.
2: Would you take if you're on the clock? Cooper Cup and Jalen Hurts are both there. Who do you take? Superflex. Superflex.
0: Hurts. Right. Uh, I'm probably taking Cup. I'm probably still taking Cup. I mean, it, it, that production last year is just insane. You get, three, I know. you get three more years of that, you get two more years yeah. of that. I mean, he was the number one right?
2: overall fantasy player. He's 29, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. But he came into the league year, at I, 24. That was so, a crazy year. Yeah, I mean, This I, is I, his
2: sixth season. Yeah, he came in at 24.
0: Yeah, he he's old, but, I mean, that was his first year with an actually <laughs> good quarterback, in my opinion. Hey, Jared uh, Goff, nice <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure he is. Hey, J- um, is, he was al- he was almost my like buy. He had a QB
2: five. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, he did have a QB five. He's, he's ranked.
2: He's ranked at like what? Like QB thirty-one. He's definitely under. I
0: power. know. It's ridiculous. He is definitely a buy. I would say that. I mean, nobody wants him. Nobody's touching him. He's twenty-eight. He's on not Giannis great, but like. But he's, he's got the starting quarterback. He yeah. got J-Mo, the boy. <laughs> Hey, he's and got a great DJ Shark. Line. I mean, yeah, he has got a good offensive line. They added weapons. I mean, he's going behind Carson Wentz, who I wouldn't take. Um, Davis Mills, I wouldn't take above him. Um Ryan Tannehill, even I mean, I think Tannehill is a risk, a possible one year starter, just the same as Jared Goff. Um, and who knows what their futures hold. Uh, and I think Detroit, you could see a, a, a lot more fantasy production out of them than at the quarterback position than Tennessee, where you're getting a lot of run. Um, you got rookies, you got in uh, Traylon Burks and, and, uh, and a hurt Robert Woods coming in. You might not get much out of Ryan Tannehill. So I could definitely see Goff being a buy at, all the way down at 28.
1: All right, well, moving on from our buys, let's get into our sells. Uh, for our quarterback position, I will go ahead first and do probably the most popular guy in football right now, Joe Burrow. Uh, one thing I do a lot, it's, it's super subjective. One thing I do a lot in fantasy is I look to see when someone's likable off the field. And I think that always inflates their value because the people like the guy. I mean, I love Joe Burrow. I think he's a great guy. But he's going right now at about QB Five. Josh, where do you go in that third? Did you say four?
2: Yeah, he went he went fourth.
1: And Lamar went after him.
2: Yeah, I got Lamar after him. Insanity to me. Insanity <laughs> to me. I think like
1: Joe Burrow, good player. Like we talked about earlier though. He does not have uh he does not have the running game, which we know. You know, I'm going with quarterback five. I feel like he needs some sort of little bit, or he needs to be like an absolute elite pocket passer, which I'm not quite sure Burrow is. I think he has great supporting cast, which helps him and elevates his game. His offensive line was bad last year, but uh, I came across this random Twitter thread this week about Joe Burrow and some of his uh, efficiency and how he was just incredibly efficient this year as it relates uh, to touchdowns. He had the third highest touchdown rate this year. With only Rodgers and Stafford being better. Rodgers is certainly a better quarterback. Stafford, uh, probably. Uh, so that would kind of explain that a little bit. But then the wild stat to me was that he led the league in touchdown passes longer than 40 yards, which is wild. He had, ten, he had 10. The next mm-hmm. closest had six. So I just think that some of these numbers are a bit too, uh, are a bit unsustainable maybe not maybe jamar chase is that good i mean i would take that bet because it is jamar chase but if for lamar jackson i mean man if you could do like lamar in a second for joe burrow like come on i'm taking that all the time especially with lamar being a great passer he's got that running and he's probably got a bit better of an organization behind him too to kind of propel him forward if we're thinking uh, long t- term, so I'm interested to hear what you guys think. Uh, I think Burrow is a bit would be a decent sell. It's tough to sell a young quarterback like that. I get, but uh, I think it would be a worthy option. So I'm listening to hear what you guys think. Um, I,
0: I I mean I understand where you're coming from, but I think you're discounting the fact that not only Jamar is a great receiver, but T as well. Uh, they're Gee. they're well, both studs I the the mentioned him. um they yeah they're both alpha receivers one a 1b and the they're, the oldest guy is 23 right i mean these guys have serious chemistry with each other already um they're young they're super bowl contenders now um I, I still i think their defense isn't that great uh they, they played great in the postseason for the most part, but um I think they're gonna see a lot of shootouts still. Um and I, I find that it's hard to really put a, a true value on those guys unless you can get something like a another top quarterback plus a pick. Um which maybe you can um I, I don't I wouldn't want to sell Joe Burrow for a receiver and a pick or multiple picks um unless you could guarantee them to be the first overall multiple times um i think that you know they he's just so young he has great chemistry and is al- and two alpha receivers with so far a decent uh not not the best defense so i expect to see some shootouts from them The Bengals, yeah season,
2: not that bad. i'm Go on, Josh? i'm a big fan of joe, joe Burrow this season and in Dynasty. I mean, the guy is only 25 years old, and he's already an elite quarterback. Like, this guy, in his second season as a starter, coming off of a torn ACL, for a matter of fact, he put up 4,600 yards, 34 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, led his team to a 10-6 record and the Super Bowl. I mean, Joe Burrow, like, has the utmost confidence in the entire world and like just like the swagger that he carries about himself kind of reminds me a little bit about Tom Brady. And I know that like it's it's really hard to compare any quarterback to Tom Brady cuz Tom Brady is an absolute enigma and the greatest quarterback of all time. But I think if anybody in the league right now has the ceiling of a Brady-type career, it's Joe Burrow. Cuz Joe Burrow just like he's got that dog in him. He's got that ultra competitiveness. <laughs> like he He's, he's an animal. I, I, I think that it would be wild to sell Joe Burrow in any format, even though I do agree. like I'm going to take Lamar because of the rushing upside, but he's more of like a short-term play, whereas I think Joe Burrow, you're going to be able to have him for the next 15 years, um, barring health, obviously. But like, Yeah, and I,
1: I like Burrow, and I get that being probably close to impossible to move him. I just think right now, I think the hype a little bit too steep. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, y'all seem pretty hyped on them, so maybe that just shows how right I am. I don't know.
2: But, <laughs> fair, I don't know. Fair. I'm
1: taking that as evidence of me being right. <laughs>
2: okay, okay. That's uh, fair.
1: That's fair. But uh, we can go ahead and move on from Joey Burr, and we'll go ahead and move on to
0: uh, Jared's quarterback self. All right. My quarterback sell. It it hurt my soul to say this as a homer, uh, but it's Dak Prescott. Uh, uh, Dak. Uh, Dak. Dak, Like Josh just said, Dak is going in the first round of many drafts, super flex startup uh, dynasty drafts. That is. Um, And, as a Cowboys fan, it hurts my heart to say it, but Dak just didn't show it to me last year. He was coming off his injury, but he was not hitting. Come on, bro, you got to cut the guy. Gotta a, cut a, the guy a, break. a broken ankle at the start of the year. Uh, it happened in I think week four, maybe week five of last year, or of two years ago. Uh, he had plenty of time to recover from his broken ankle. And his, his arm just wasn't there. He was, his timing was off. He's had time to work with these receivers. He's had years to work with Gallup and Amari. Uh, and it just wasn't there. I, I don't love his arm strength. I don't love his uh, decision-making ability. I don't love his precision. Um, and I'm just worried that now without Amari um, bringing in a, a rookie from a small school and Jalen Tolbert from South Alabama, um, I, I'm hopeful that he's a good player. Um, he's about 6'2, 200. He's a big guy. Uh, but I mean, he's not going to replicate Amari, not in his first year. Um, maybe not in his second or third either. And I'm, I'm worried that Dak isn't going to give you that top five, top six fantasy production that you really need, uh, when you're spending a, a first round, a late first round pick, maybe, maybe you can get him early second round. Um, but, With his, you know, we we don't have security long-term with his other options. Uh, Dalton Schultz is on the franchise tag, uh, hoping he'd a long-term deal. But we don't know what's going to happen there. And I just don't see the immense upside for Dak. Um, there, these other guys run more often than him. A lot of them have, uh, better weapons than him now. And, uh, I, I just, I would be wary of taking him in the first round when you can get guys like Jalen hurts a bit later. Um, other guys with rushing upside or, or stud receiver options like Tua and Derek later on. Um, and, and Dak's not, not the youngest quarterback in the league anymore. Uh, He's getting up there. I think he's 27, 28 now. So 28 Um, he's getting, you know, it's not old, but he's, he's not uh, under 25 like some of the Josh Allen's and uh, Justin Herbert and those guys. Um, And so, yeah, he is my cell first round value that you can uh, parlay into a younger guy and possibly some picks and maybe still get that same production or even more. Um, off the, Dow- the Dak and Dallas name. Yeah.
2: Honestly, Proman, you convinced me on it. Like I've been a big fan of Dak as a quarterback in fantasy just because of that like small sample of games before he got hurt um, back in, what was that, 2020. Um, <laughs> like, he was dropping like 40 a game. In those yeah he was
0: horrible defense comes like <laughs> like you said where the he's getting the garbage time points because we're down the cowboys are down three scores in the fourth quarter and he has to come back and make it a one possession game but yeah
2: i mean i i i can definitely see how Dak is overvalued um i i completely agree with all your points um if you can get like a younger quarterback that's just as productive as him um, and get a pick on top of that, you got to do that every single every single day of the week. Um, so, yeah, I yeah. you're convincing me on that problem. I, I, I might go and try to trade Dak in, in that Dynasty Digest League now.
0: <laughs> I think you might have to. I mean, like, you love Tua. He's your buy. You go, get, go out there and get Tua in a first? I mean, you'd love to see that, right? Oh, uh, who's got Tua in that league? Uh, Dave, Chad, right? Is that, oh, no, no, that's no, no. Not, no, it's, no. The it's the yeah. other league. It's the other
2: league. Uh, I have to say um, though, oh, though I Adam think Grun-
0: Grunberg has two. You gotta go out Oh Grunberg there. does have Tua. Oh <laughs> see, Grunberg see would do in the second. <laughs> and go see if I you to can say, grab though, two or I thought
1: I thought when you started talking about Dak, I was like, you know what, I still like Dak, you know, and then as you kept talking, I was I was I was slowly getting convinced, kinda of like Josh. Also, I think Dallas is a lot more messed up than they're letting on. Um, uh, and who knows what Tolbert does, James Washington, I don't know. I think mm-hmm. Dalton Schultz is okay. I don't know if CD could be that guy. Yeah, there's a lot of question marks there that with the value that he's commanding, it could be a good sell. I like it.
0: Exactly. Uh, they, Gallup, we don't think he's even going to start the year. So uh, he'll at least get off to a slow start, I expect. And obviously, we're talking dynasty here. There's plenty of time for the Cowboys to get better mm-hmm. and Dak to you know, get back to his old self. But um, I think right now the value that he's commanding in terms of draft capital and what you may be able to get back for him, uh, I, I think he's a definite sell. All right, and now we move on to Josh's sell.
2: Okay, oh man, I like as I was writing this up, like it actually just like hurt my heart to <laughs> talk about this guy as a sell, but I think his value. His ADP is just way too high for where he's at in his career right now. And my cell is Matthew Stafford. Um, he's just coming off his best season. I've been a, a Matt Stafford. I was not expecting this for God. this for so long. I drafted him in our dynasty startup Proman at in like the fifth round.
0: Yeah, last year.
2: Two years ago, actually. But yeah, like I always thought Matt Stafford was an elite quarterback. Like this guy is so good. And he probably had the best season of his career, maybe of the rest of his career last year, uh, finishing at QB5, dropping, what, 41 touchdowns and over 400 fantasy points. He put up uh, an insane season, put up, like, six games over 30 fantasy points. But I just saw him get taken at 201 in a dynasty startup. Like, that's that's high. Mm. His value will never be higher than it is right now. Um He's still going to produce. Like, don't get me wrong. He's going to have yeah. great years. In,
1: What's on he now, ramp. like 34 or something?
0: He's 33, I want to say. Hold up real what? quick. Are you telling me that guy took Jalen Hurts and uh, Matt Stafford? That's, that's correct. <laughs> I like it. I, like I love this start. guy. I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I do like start, I want to go uh, out and get <laughs> to see this guy's pick <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, you can follow him on Twitter. He's actually posting uh, all of his picks through the draft. It's at you FFDF. Can, all right, uh, I might mean, really turns out. <laughs> he's part of the Andropolis. I love his team. His team is so good. Um, See, what I like about like,
1: Stafford is I think his value right now is super safe. Like you said, he's old. It is very so safe. I would I view agree. him as someone that you would want to take, like, you would want to trade for midseason if you're a contender and Stafford's team's not contending. Something
2: like that's how I view Stafford. Yeah, I mean, picking him at 201 in a startup is so tough because, like, it. That means, like, you have to be competing right now because I doubt yeah. he's going to give you QB1 seasons after, like, the age, like, 37, 38 season. Um, like, Stafford is, a, is the kind of guy that he'll give up his body on any day of the week. Yeah, Like, he goes and tries mm-hmm. to truck linebackers. Back when he was yeah. in Detroit. He, have, like, like, like,
1: he had terrible shoulder issues, right?
2: Yeah, he like, there was a game that I remember watching. I think it was against the Cowboys, I want to say. It was, like, in the, the fourth quarter on, like, the final drive. His shoulder pops up, pops out of its socket. Mid drive, he goes over to the sideline. They pop it back in. He's like, "All right, I'm going back in." He goes in for the final play and throws yeah. a game and a touchdown. Yeah. And that, that shit was so crazy. Like that's it's that kind the of line running good. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But like, he <laughs> yeah. just loves football. He's 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 a dog. He's a dog at heart. Um, yeah. So like, I love Matt Stafford's guy, but I I I can't justify drafting him at 201 in a startup. Um, it's really tough. Yeah. It's more of a it's no. more of the short term value. But if you're trying to play like the long game and play like get a, a guy that's gonna, and I think that if you're drafting a quarterback at 201, it should be a guy that should be on your roster for a very long time, um, and help you win championships yeah. for a long time. Um,
0: it's it's tough for me to justify
2: drafting Matt Stafford at 201.
0: Yeah, I do agree. Yeah, Those are yeah. both guys I'd prefer to take a little bit later. Um, you know, 201 is very early for a 34 year old quarterback. Um, but I do think that he has a good chance to continue to return top five value for two to three years, just like I Cooper agree. Cup the next two to three years. He has a great chance to be the number one overall wide receiver, and if that's how you want to play it and go get those top quarterbacks to, to compete for the next two years uh, and you think you can fill out the rest of your roster, I can't, I can't fault you, um, but I do think similar to Dak, you, you may be able to get a younger quarterback and a high pick uh, for a guy like Matt Stafford. And that may be something you want to do if you don't see yourself winning the championship this year.
2: Yeah, I have Stafford in our in our 14 man dynasty league tournament, and
1: mm-hmm.
2: like I'm trying to do everything I can to pivot off him. Um, I'm what trying you to tell him, huh? What would you take? Uh, if I can get two 2023 20, firsts for him, I'm doing that every day of the week.
0: Have you rejected any offers for him yet? I've
2: I've not gotten any offers for him.
0: <laughs> All right, he's on I've the done block
2: with though. A handful.
1: As someone with a handful of twenty-three first, I think
2: uh, I wouldn't pay two. I,
1: I would, I would do one of a little bit, or maybe like a second, like a younger starting quarterback. But I don't know. If I'd, would you I'd give if Zach get
0: Wilson a, in a second, guys, for for Matt Stafford? Your second? No, I, I top, wouldn't take Zach Wilson three. in a second. No, no, not a second. Yeah. Not. Right. Zach Wilson in a first, I, I would, I would do.
1: Yeah, right. I wouldn't do Zach Wilson in the first, so Good to see we agree. (laughs) All right, right, let's let's go ahead and pivot to running backs. We'll do buy and sell each. Uh, (laughs) And we will – I'll go ahead and kick us off with my running back buy. I got my guy, Saquon Barkley. Uh, You know, everyone's talking about, oh, he's got an injury history or whatnot. ACLs, that's old news. You know, we can fix those now. He's moving into a second year post ACL surgery. We all know how that goes. We all know that's way better. So I'm not concerned about that. He's fine. Then the other injury he had last year, I think it was was an ankle sprain, high ankle sprain. You watch how that happened. It was the most, it was just the weirdest play ever. It was post whistle. He's running one way. A Cowboys, uh, I think it was like a DB is running the other way. And Saquon just accidentally steps on his ankle and twists it. It's not like anything that's. uh, uh, that's not anything that's really that concerning to me, or anything that's going to uh, last that long. Then also, we got new coach got dabble coming in from the Bills. I mean, mm-hmm. anything's better than Judge. I'm better than Judge. Uh, I'm not. Agreed. Yeah, I, I give my best that's players the ball coach. personally, um, and the offensive line cannot get absolutely cannot get worse <laughs>
0: uh
1: and i i was listening to and they the, definitely uh, improved
0: with evan Neal, so you like that yeah
1: yeah so and there's all this talk already coming out of the giants camp about uh about uh about them getting the ball more passing it to him more getting involved in the passing game he's got no real backup behind him he's going to be the bell cow love saquon this year
0: I absolutely love Saquon, too. I think he's a, a great buy this year. I mean, he's slipping into the third round sometimes in Dynasty drafts. And, I mean, you, a guy who's been the number one overall running back, you, you absolutely can't uh, you can't pass that value. I mean, he should be coming off strong uh, off the injury. I expect uh, him to be great when out there, and as long as he can stay healthy, should be a great buy.
1: Yeah, right now so... on Dynasty Pros, he's RB13. RB12 is KM Akers. That is just insane to me.
2: Uh, Okay. In my latest startup, he went after – okay, these are the guys he went after. JT, Najee Harris, CMC, Eckler, Reese Hall, DeAndre Swift, Javante, and then he was taken there. One, two, three, four, five, six. He was taken at RB7. How you feel about that,
1: guys? I like that better. I'm glad. I feel like recently Buzz has been kind of starting about Saquon the kind of people uh, mm-hmm. like like getting the, the hype train again, as opposed to being all down about him mm-hmm. being like, oh, the Giants are bad. I also saw one int- or heard one interesting stat on the JJ Zacharyson podcast about how the Giants had the least touchdowns in the NFL last year, and um, every team that's gone on that has done that in the past like 10, 12 years or so has gone to drastically increase the touchdowns next year because it's just not
2: main. And yep. yeah. they're going to they're
1: And they're going to score much more, many more red zone options, much more high value.
0: Daniel Jones. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, regression of the mean definitely <laughs> happening, but I, d- I don't see him being a top half of the league offense with Daniel Jones still there, but I definitely want to stay on. Doesn't uh, have, to, uh, be. At his value Doesn't have to be. Definitely more of a hold at RB7, I'd say, but uh, he's gone a little bit later than that in a lot of places. So yep, that's uh, true. I think he's a good goodbye. Yeah, and your all All right, time. Joshua.
1: Oh, my cell, I'll go ahead. Yeah, yeah. We'll go ahead with that. Uh, my cell is a guy I kind of mentioned. Uh, Cam Akers. Uh, not a Cam Akers guy. I mean, I'm well. I'm a Cam Akers guy. I'm not a torn Achilles guy. Uh, I just, you know, it's not for me. I mean, I know he was coming off the Achilles last year. Came back super quick. Didn't look that good. I'm not putting that much stock in him not looking that great then because it's so soon after recovery. But I just, like, I just look at Dynasty Pro, I mean, Fancy Pro, excuse me, RB12 ahead of Saquon? No, I don't think so. I think McVay likes to kind of rotate his guys. Uh, I think Daryl Henderson's fine as well. They just got Kyron Williams, too, who could very well be the third down option there. I think there's way too many questions, way too much of an injury history for Cam Akers to be really considered that high, especially with how efficient that offense is how uh, much they'll be passing it i i just don't really get that value at all unless i'm just completely missing something
0: i completely agree uh i mean he didn't look great last year you don't want to put too much stock into it because of how fast he came back but he did come back that fast and they said he was ready and he didn't look good uh and so we'll see what happens but they have quite a few running backs there um and like you said, he didn't look great. I, I'm yeah, that worried.
2: Offense,
1: that offense can make any running back look good, and Cam Akers look terrible. So yeah, I I I, I am not a fan. I'm staying uh, far away, far far away. I don't even know if someone offered me uh, Cam Akers for a second. I don't even. I would have to think about that.
2: Yeah, I I completely agree. Um, I'm I'm very hesitant to draft. I'm completely avoiding. Cam Akers in Dynasty startups. And I'm super, super hesitant to draft him even in redraft because, like, he's going in like the fourth, fifth round of redraft leagues. Mm-hmm. Like, he's getting drafted ahead of the likes of David Montgomery, um, where I would take David Montgomery over Cam Akers every single day of the week. Um, so, like, it's hard. And Antonio Gibson. Like, it's hard for me to draft a guy who's coming off of 20 Achilles, just like you said, guys, And also, he didn't look good. When he came back in the playoffs he looked like a plotter i don't think he's a plotter because like he was he showed like elite production at florida state behind the worst college football offensive line of all time um so like, that shows promise and like he had some flashes down the stretch of his rookie year but he's never really produced at that level so it's it's hard to justify his current price of like rb12 yeah,
1: and I'm thinking about James Robinson too. I'm thinking about how much his ADP is tanked because of his Achilles, and I think rightly yeah. so. I mean, also yeah. he's got ETN there. I get that, but I don't know why he. What are their Achilles
2: different? I don't really get it. So I just drafted but, James Robinson in the fifteenth round Yeah. Of my yeah. dynasty yeah. startup, which is what Camakers Cam Cam went in the way. fourth. He went
1: in the yeah, fourth. Yeah, insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. Robinson's actually shown he could do it in the NFL, too. So he finishes RB3
2: in his rookie year as an undrafted free agent. It's crazy.
1: None of it makes any sense to me. Um, But we can go ahead and carry on. And uh, hopefully Cam
2: Akers and his family aren't
1: listening. So, uh, Josh, you want to get into your buys and sells?
2: Yeah, of course. Um, Okay. My dynasty buy, I know we're talking, we're on the topic of injuries, but I think. Travis Etienne is being pushed a little bit far too down in Dynasty Stardust because of his injury. Um, he had, what, a Liz Frank injury on the bottom of his Those foot? tough, though. Uh, they are tough, but Amari Cooper had that, like, two years ago, and he still had, like, produced at an elite level. So, like, elite players can come back from these sorts of injuries, especially if Travis Etienne is coming in at age 23. He's younger than all of us. Like, he, his body is going to recover at an incredible pace because of his youth. And Travis Etienne is coming into an offense that just had James Robinson, an undrafted free agent, produce at and have RB3 production in his rookie year. I'm expecting Travis Etienne to finish as an RB1 and immediately vault into the elite RB tier of Dynasty running backs. Um, Like this guy, he has RB1 upside, Drafted in the fourth round, of startups, and he was one of the best pass-catching running backs of all time in college. Amazing, yeah. What kind of fun the dream? It's incredible, and like the the talk around him coming into last year's uh, season was incredible. Like he was supposed to explode. He's one of the only running backs in recent years to be drafted in the first round. Typically, if a running back gets drafted in the first round, they're special, and he just got paired with his college quarterback. And Tra- Trevor Lawrence is. Very, He loves to check it down to Etienne because he just gets Etienne in space and Etienne can do what he does best and just make plays. And Jacksonville doesn't exactly have a clear wide receiver one. Who's to say that Travis Etienne can't get 70, 80 receptions on this team? I mean, we saw Alvin Kamara do it for his first four four seasons of his career. He had over 81 receptions. And... I can was kind of exactly see exactly 81. <laughs> it was exactly 81 in his first three years. Yes, exactly 80. 81. Um, <laughs> and then I can see Travis Etienne kind of following those footsteps. Um, so I'm really excited to see him this year. He's my dynasty uh, buy at running back.
1: Yeah, I like Etienne.
2: Uh, lo- I mean,
1: first, I was just entirely perplexed why the Jaguars drafted him in the
0: first round last year. But, you
1: know, the Jaguars will do their thing.
0: Mm-hmm. But now, I
1: think he's in a pretty good situation because they will he will be the bell cow, at least until Robinson's up and running. Uh, the PPR points are gold there with him. I, I mean, the injury concerns me a bit just because we hate Liz Frank injuries. I mean, they lead to further issues like plantar fasciitis down the line. But I'd be willing to take on some of that risk at his price.
0: Yeah, I do like Etienne uh, at his price. I mean, he's young, he's got a lot of potential, and he's paired with his college quarterback um, as long as he can come back from his injury. But um, I, I think there's a risk of comparing Amari to him as they play different positions. But he is a great receiving back, and uh, we'll see how much uh, of a true workload he gets if James Conner – sorry, James Conner – Um, If James Robinson comes back uh, healthy and strong, you'd expect him to share the load on the ground at least. And so he may not uh, be asked to carry the load and still be a a strong, productive running back uh, through the air. So I think he has potential uh, for a good season. But I I don't expect a a huge return uh, from his current ADP, in my opinion, um, because he is still being drafted um, fairly high. Um, and I think there are some other guys that I will highlight that can give similar production um, for a few years and just might be a little bit older and may not produce quite as many years. If you think ETN has a long career.
2: Okay. Okay. Very fair Perlman. Um, and you actually just segued me perfectly into my dynasty cell and my dynasty cell is James Connor. Um, James Connor last season was very, very undervalued, in my opinion. He was being drafted in like the 12th, 13th round of Dynasty Startups, even though he had several RB1 seasons under his belt. And so like the injuries pushed him down. He had some injury concerns. Um, But now he's being pushed up into a tier of running backs that I just can't agree with. On Fantasy Pros, he's in the same tier. Although this tier is big, he's in the same tier as ETN, Aaron Jones, Leonard Fournette, Josh Jacobs at... Three years older, and he still has those injury concerns. He came off a fairly healthy season. He played most games last year. But I cannot see him having a – I think this is the peak of his dynasty value. Um, There are several running backs in the tier below him that I would rather have at cost, such as Miles Sanders, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Tony Pollard. Those guys, Devin Singletary, those guys are younger. They, um, while obviously every single running back is going to have injury concerns, James Conner typically has, uh, player profile that has this fragility rating, and James Conner has one of the highest. So I expect him to miss at least four or five games this year, which gives Darrell Williams some value. But um, I cannot see James Conner ever having higher value than he has right now. Um, so if you can go ahead and get like a first rounder for James Conner, or even get like a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and a second, I would do that every single day of the week.
0: Guys, why don't you yeah. uh, give your take?
1: Yeah, I, I I see both sides to this one.
0: Um, he definitely went now running back. I mean, like, yeah, wait, wait. Definitely. but
2: in terms of dynasty yeah, value.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, the touchdowns last year is never going to happen again, but I also feel like is that, touch, that that regression to the mean is calculated in its value a little bit. Um, and I know there's some buzz about, like, Eno Benjamin or, like, Keontae Ingram, and there's just no competition there.
0: So, I think if Darryl. you can even get... Yeah, they got Daryl you now.
1: Daryl Williams. Oh, never mind. Yeah, sell, sell James Carlin, never
0: mind.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I get rid of him. You've he's, he's, he's done. But, yeah, he's probably, he's probably... I mean, you're right with the injury history. I mean, I'm always hesitant and wary of when guys have injury histories in the past that have one good season and all of a sudden the problems are solved, especially when they got that much wear and tear added to their body. Um, so I was gonna say before without Daryl, you know the risk it could it could be worth it just because if he does stay healthy, he's likely an RB one. But that's only gonna last maybe what one more year. He's about to turn I think twenty eight. Then yeah, he falls so, exactly. yeah and also Kyler, my arch nemesis of Voltage <laughs> Touchdown exists. So, uh,
0: yeah, I don't, yeah, I, I agree with that as a uh, I'm, I'm definitely on the fence with Connor. I I kind of see, I mean, I, I get your point of the tier um, of, of the players he's with, uh, with Etn, Monty, uh, some of those other guys, but he's the bottom of that tier as RB 26 versus uh, Etn at 18. Um, yeah. I mean, I think James Connor with his, uh, receiving upside obviously he's not getting 17 or 18 touchdowns again um but he He is a good receiving back i mean i guess he could Uh, he obviously always could i don't expect it Um, but uh you got d hop out the first six games um you also lose kirk and bring in hollywood who i think hollywood is better um and kyler already has a connection from oklahoma with him but i think it could take some time still to get together and hollywood has had some serious drop problems uh in the past and so i mean james connor i showed he has great hands uh last year and i think james connor could produce uh extremely well in the beginning of the year and then you could sell him for even more um or like you said we all believe i mean i think the whole year he should be a solid running back and you know he may fall off after one year after two years um but I, i think at least this year, you're getting solid production, and I think he could boom in the beginning of the year, and then allow you to sell him for even more.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. I think that's if totally Connor true. if
1: Connor's healthy week thirteen, I'm a contender. I'm sending a first round pick. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. I completely agree. I mean, uh, you guys heard my thoughts on Connor. Uh, yeah. I disagree with your point, Perlman, on Hollywood having like it being a negative that Hollywood has those drop problems because like. We, were, we had this exact same conversation about Deontay Johnson a few years back
0: because
2: hmm. he led the league in drops. And now look at his value.
0: Uh, no, yeah, yeah, No, Hollywood said, like, is still a great drops player. Don't I mean, drops he, don't matter. Drops don't matter. Drops don't matter.
1: Can you get open? Cool. Sign, sign him up.
0: Bro, Hollywood would have <laughs> been like a top five receiver last year if you would have just fucking caught the ball, dude. <laughs> like, he can't hold on to the ball, man. Like, he was literally in the end zone like eight times, just <laughs> clapping his hands together, bro. It's horrible. Um, all right. All right. Well, yeah. I'm, go I'm gonna move, move into, into my Jared now. Last but not least. Bye. Yeah. Bye. So, bye. you guys kind of kind of took some of my guys. Um, I definitely I, I love Saquon. Um, but let me just get to the page. Wow, I lost lost my spot. Uh, my guy, my buy is Aaron Jones, another old guy. Uh, uh, you know, I know we obviously have some competition uh, in the ground game in Green Bay, but you lost a lot of competition through the air. Who is Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I thought we're doing throw, throw the receivers ball to? later. <laughs> Who's yeah. Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball to though? Uh, even MBS is gone. Uh, I, he doesn't love rookies. Um, I don't think Christian Watson is going to have the best season this year. Uh, he obviously could get better, but he is a raw. I don't love his profile personally. Uh, he doesn't. He also doesn't have the best hands. He's also struggled with getting open, though, which has not been which has uh, not been the case with the other guys we mentioned, Deontay and Hollywood. Um, he doesn't run the best routes. He's obviously huge. Um, he's got. He's very athletic. He's very big. Um, but it it really took him to his last year in college uh, to break out at North Dakota State. And I, I don't love Christian Watson's profile, and I think that leaves a lot of room um, with just really Al Lazard and uh, Robert Tunyon coming out. Uh, baby Kittle, as the boys say. Um, obviously, he, I, I do expect Tunyon to have a big season. Rodgers loved him two years ago. But uh, Aaron Jones had six, has had 60 targets or more in the last three seasons. And I don't see a way that goes down. Uh, Really, I expect it to go up to more 70, 80, even possibly 90 targets. Um, And he's still under contract. He could come back, um, have a few more good years uh, in a top offense. And he's going um in the 20 RB20s and uh 20th overall on fantasy pros I think there's a lot of good things that can happen for him in Green Bay. Uh they they just don't really have anyone else to give the ball to and Aaron Jones is dynamic once he gets the ball in open space.
2: Yeah, I love Aaron Jones. Uh I mean, I saw I've seen a few Twitter threads about Aaron Jones and like he I'm trying to target him in every single one of my best ball drafts. Um I I haven't been able to get him at cost, so I, I think that I'm gonna have to reach on him, get him like early second round. But I saw a Twitter thread saying Aaron Jones in games without Devontae Adams averages like six receptions and twenty three fantasy points per game, which is absurd. He's gonna he's locked in as an RB one this year. And I actually just drafted him in a dynasty startup. I got him in the seventh round. Wow. That's absurd.
0: That's great. That's a That's steal. Yeah, I mean-
2: insane value. We know how much I love We know. I don't
1: know. You kind of scoffed.
0: You kind of scoffed.
1: No, I did because I'm in love with the man. Um,
0: You could have chosen him. I I had Saquon right there, and then you took him. I have a personal
1: vendetta against Matt LaFleur for his lack of usage of Aaron Jones. That's true. You you do. And it's – I don't – I mean – you can only watch A.J. Dillon run up the middle so many times within the five-yard line being an Aaron Jones fantasy owner and just be like, give it to the most efficient goal line runner in the entire league, please. I love the guy. Great runner. Hopefully they, give him, they hand him the ball a bit more. I know we're talking about passing, but hopefully they hand him the ball more too. I don't think they will because Dillon's all right, but yeah, I, that's why I, I agree here. I, yeah, I agree. I think, I think Jones is a good buy this year. I think people are starting to see like old running back. is scary, but I mean, I think that his play style allows for some longevity, um, especially with Dylan doing the, the, the a lot of the, Heavy the tough lifting. work. So
0: yeah, mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't expect, you know, much more than maybe 200 yards on the, or 200 carries on the ground. Sorry. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll see. He's, he's got a good chance at uh, air production and, the longevity, like you said, should be there without taking all those hits on his body and, and sharing the backfield for most of his career. Um, but moving on to my cell, um, a guy that I have sold a few times this offseason, um, is another guy that you're gonna get mad at me for, Josh. Do you know who it is? Antonio Gibson. No, no, he's actually, yeah. he's actually on my buy list. <laughs> well, Antonio Gibson, uh, um, oh, grow up. Come on, tell look, me. Look, tell Tell me how you really feel. Look, I I mean, I think Gibson is a great player, but I don't trust that coaching staff. They don't love to give him the ball. They were dying to get more running backs, bring back their running backs. Um, I I don't know why, but they insist that Antonio Gibson should not be a three down back. They drafted a running back last year. They drafted a running back this year. Um, They, re-signed what's his name why can't i think why am i blanking on his name right now Jay but, McKissick. yeah McKissick. We, we didn't draft a
2: running back last year
0: uh patterson oh he's undrafted wasn't he, he? was undrafted yeah yeah, yeah. okay well him. yeah either way he got way more touches than he should have last year um and they just don't want to make him a three down back and he's being drafted as a three down back right now um and i i think brian robinson has a good profile as a runner um he was also a late breakout but he's a big strong physical runner um, and he played at one of the best running back producing schools in the country, Alabama. So uh, I think he has a chance to see the field early and take away some touches from Gibson. And he's just being drafted with guys who have potential three down roles. And uh, Gibson is, is not there's no way in my mind he has a three down role. Uh, I don't expect him to finish that much higher than an RB 12 that he finished last year. And he's going being drafted about 15, 16 right now. Um, and so I just don't see a, a big upside, a big jump for Gibson and you can get some of these other guys that are around him for Gibson, um, and, and maybe even get a pick alongside, um, a guy like Montgomery or ETN, um, or Aaron Jones, and you can get a pick with them and give away a young running back who I just don't think will ever see a three down roll in Washington. Um, and maybe he leaves, but right now I project him to be in Washington for a few more years. And yeah, the coaching staff just doesn't doesn't seem to want to get him the ball as much as they should. Yeah, right, I Brian. I completely yeah. agree with you, Perlman. I I am
1: on the same. Oh, you you're here. on
2: Perlman's side. Oh my god! Uh, I cannot entirely, believe you.
1: entirely. I cannot
2: believe you guys.
1: I think Antonio Gibson is an okay football player. Um,
2: an okay football player. Yeah, yeah he's Jared, a good football player. Oh, my God. Oh no, my I'm, god. I'm just winding up
1: here. Winding <laughs> him up now. But no, he's, he, he's he's solid. He's uh my issues with Antonio Jones. Oh god, Antonio Gibson. <laughs> Wait,
2: you got did this. you drink a bottle of wine? Aaron
1: J- Aaron Gibson. Aaron Jones just always on my mind. Oh, <laughs> my sweetheart. Um but uh with Antonio Gibson, uh I mean everything Jared said is hundred percent right. He's not gonna ever have that three down roll. Washington's offense isn't good enough for a two-down role to be that valuable in fantasy for how Gibson's being valued. Um, and also, one thing that I just want to add, I don't want to belabor the point, is the fumbles. The fumbles. I mean, Josh and I are Washington fans. The the fumbles he had last year, not only were they, were the, yeah, he lost, I think he lost, what, Six fumbles or something like that crucial fumbles they, they were cr- the most crucial fumble he had the fourth quarter fumble syndrome and i just uh, i i'm not a fan i i even just watched a random twitter thread the other day of a washington touchdown drive against the chargers the same game where he had a crucial fumble at the end of the game he almost lost another one on that touchdown drive but it rolled out of bounds i just I I I stay away from the guy. I don't trust the Washington offense. I don't trust <laughs> his ability to hold on to the ball. Last year he went to the doghouse a little bit. I think with that too, and they were giving McKissick more touches. They resigned McKissick, and they drafted Robinson. I stay away. Uh, no, thank you, Josh. You're rocking back and forth. Let, let's hear. I don't it. know what I don't know what we can even say. Yeah, you got you
2: guys got me on edge here talking about my boy like this. Goddamn. Okay, so. <laughs> First, I'm gonna talk to Kai's about Antonio Gibson being in the doghouse because that's just absolutely <laughs> not true. Antonio Gibson last season had played the entire year after Week Five with a broken leg. He had it. He had a, a hairline fracture in his shin, and he still finishes as the RB12. That is absurd. Only, only like dudes who like truly love football and are gonna just like be an absolute dog and just like play through anything. Antonio Gibson is that guy. He played through a hairline fraction is like finishes the RB 12 in his rookie year finishes as the RB 13 while still learning the position in college. He played wide receiver. He played running back, uh, kind of just like bouncing in between the two positions. He only had like 60 carries in like his senior or junior year before he came out into the NFL, into the NFL. And he scored on every fifth touch. He scored a touch on every fifth touch, which is absurd. He comes into the NFL he finishes as the RB13. He breaks his leg in his sophomore year, finishes as the RB12. I think they're, like people are pushing Antonio Gibson down into the sixth, seventh round of startups. That's absurd. So I'm all in on Antonio Gibson. I'm not worried whatsoever about Brian Robinson. They've been trying to fill this Peyton Barber role for a few seasons. Peyton Barber is the one guy where you give him the rock on third and one, fourth and one. He's going to get <laughs> you that first down. That's exactly what they brought Brian Robinson in to be. He'll maybe get like 50 carries have like 300 yards, maybe a few touchdowns, which I'm not too happy about. But he's definitely gonna take a few touchdowns away from, from Antonio Gibson, but Antonio Gibson is still the guy. Antonio Gibson is going to continue to be um, the number one back for our team. JD McKissick will still have his passion that role. I mean, obviously like, I would like Antonio Gibson to have more of a three down role. I'd, I was super excited when I saw JD McKissick go to Buffalo because Antonio Gibson, that means Antonio Gibson's just mm-hmm. gonna elevate into the next level. I would have loved but him. I'm I'm still happy because JD McKissick's an absolute animal and I'm super happy for him to be on our team. So I can for the entire like offensive of talent for our McKissick. team, like JD McKissick's McK- McKissick's. Yeah, great. but that's not what we're talking about. But Antonio Gibson, like y'all, y'all are crazy. Y'all are haters. Uh <laughs> buy. He's a huge buy for me. At six at the seventh round, I'm easily taking Antonio Gibson there every time.
1: What would you pay for him in a trade?
2: What would I pay for Antonio Gibson in a trade?
0: Uh, yeah, it appears he's on the block right now in our league. and yeah. haven't even offered me anything.
1: Jared, I'd be, good, I'd
2: be <laughs> sending offers for two firsts like there is no tomorrow. <laughs> two firsts is crazy, uh, especially <laughs> 2023 firsts. Because 2023 running back
0: class is absurd. Um, I mean, you told me you would give him first. You said that you still feel yeah. that way because if, if you wouldn't give first, I mean, it doesn't sound like much of a lie to me. That's not his cost though. Like that, that's that's not what his value. <laughs> yeah, is. Right yeah, yeah, he's more of like a. I mean, I guess he's higher than a second as well. But yeah, like yeah, seventh round. But you know, I mean, if you you want to buy somebody, you you obviously want to pay cost. You might have to pay a little bit more. You wouldn't give a first for him. Not not a not any type of first. What 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 are you looking for? Do you need a receiver? Hey, I'm asking your value. Would you give a first? <laughs> Would I give a first? I, I, I draft him at cost. A 2023 first, it depends
2: what my draft pick is going to be. I'd, I'd trade like the 112 for <laughs> for Antonio Gibson.
0: All right. Uh, there you go. In 2023. All right. All right. That's what I wanted to hear. Yeah.
2: I, I would trade the 112.
0: All right. Well, All right, well I go think ahead. that
2: wraps up
1: the first uh, episode of the Unending Rebuild. Thanks, y'all, for taking the time. I think that went pretty well. Um, Thanks everybody for listening. Listeners uh, who've made it this far, <laughs> can't Why? believe. It.
2: Um, but uh, appreciate we did it. Y'all. The first one and, down. And, uh, that was that was yeah, fire. Uh,